Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Netling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics or speakers that will empower you to grow as a confident leader and take your business or your life to the next level. And today we have somebody that is very familiar on just how to do that. Let me introduce you to John Henney and tell you a little bit about him. John Henney has decades of experience helping thousands of voice users around the world become more effective communicators. He is featured as a lecturer at top voice conferences and institutions, including IVTOM, Osborne Head and Neck Institute. It seems so different, but I I think I know why you have that. VIP Worldwide Voice Conference, the Paul McCartney Liverpool Institute, and USC. John coaches professional voice users at corporate businesses, the U.S. military, sports announcers, and voiceover artists. His cutting-edge methods help eliminate strain and bring out your best-sounding, compelling voice. John is the author of three Amazon best-selling books, host the popular podcast, The Intelligent Vocalist, with over, are you ready for this, 500,000 downloads. Woohoo, John. And has 130,000 subscribers with 14 million views on YouTube. Well done. Thank He's you. also a seasoned online course creator and an extensive library of training courses for singers, speakers, and voice teachers. Please join me in welcoming John Henry as we talk about how to develop a magnetic presence as a speaker or a leader. Welcome, John. Thank you so much. Thank you for the intro. <laughs> I was like blown away. <laughs> uh, and whenever I, I checked out some of your um, things online, and, and so I was intrigued by your story, especially the announcement that you made in uh, March. But I thought, oh, my gosh, <laughs> this is this is impressive stuff. I like I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> so great. I always start with the easy question, and that is, John, please tell everybody, what part of the country do you call home? So I am in Southern California. I was originally in the Los Angeles area, and I had a a very large um, academy 
there. And then during the pandemic, I just decided to go all in online and I've moved down uh, on the coast in a town between LA and San Diego called San Clemente. Oh, I know it well, yes, yes. So something you might not know about me is that um, while I was at UPS, I re um, retired from there. As a project manager, I did the launch of the UPS store, which is in San Diego. So I spent a great bit of time in that lower part of California. And then as a region advisor during COVID, I was um, over five districts in California. And so that was from Los Angeles up to uh, just north of uh, San uh, Santa Barbara. Oh, okay. So you know the area well. Yeah, yeah. So let us start by, can you just share a little bit about this journey that you must have had and the experiences that led you to becoming a voice coach? Were you always doing that? No, I had a rather... Uh, circular journey. <laughs> um, I originally started off playing the drums. Um, my attempts at singing in the beginning were not great. And that's very common for people when they go to use their voice, they go to sing and maybe they get some feedback that's not so good. They decide I can't sing, which yeah. really isn't true. And uh, we can talk about that later, but I think all voice use is essentially singing. And so as a drummer, I started to work professionally in my late teens. And then I had a roommate who said, hey, I'm studying with this voice coach. And his teacher teaches Stevie Wonder. And I thought, well, let's see. That's good enough for me. And so I started working. And I found by employing techniques and figuring out what I was doing, I moved from the drums to actually becoming a lead singer and did lots and lots of gigs, had a uh, record deal that ended up going nowhere, as those sometimes do. And I had a choice as I was getting a little older. I was entering my 30s, and I had uh, young children at home, and then I got uh, a chance to uh, get on another record deal, but it meant just traveling around in a van, and I thought, you know what, I want something a little more stable. And um, I started teaching voice and found that I really, really enjoyed it. And then I mm -hmm. found that these techniques that work for singers also work for speakers. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, if you start bringing in the, the techniques that great singers use to captivate an audience into your speech, it works pretty, pretty well. Yeah. So true. So how do you tailor your co coaching approach to suit the unique needs and communication styles of these different speakers that you have had to have come across in these many years and and also the leader. So you talk about, you know, the corporate world, the, the musical world, the sports world, you have a, an assortment of voices that come out of those different areas. How do you how do you be sure that you give each person what they need? Yeah, well, they all have the same basic goal, which is to connect with the listener. Whether yeah. you're singing for a large crowd, whether you're in a sales pitch or you're an announcer, you're a voiceover artist, you need to connect and hold the listener's interest. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing I do is just 
listen to the voice itself and hear if they're using their voice optimally. Mm. And it's not as long, it's nowhere near as long a process as learning to sing really well, right? Because we don't have to get all this dramatic range. But mm -hmm. most people, if they begin to tap into the potential of their voice and the range of their voice and the tone, they they have a a better voice within them. And mm -hmm. then, as great performers do, when you infuse that voice with real emotional intention um that is how you really capture the listener and you're able to motivate people and change people's minds yeah a lot of times whenever i'm coaching people i i have them listen to songs on the radio because for me that is a great way and especially like you can't see them but their voice can move you to tears, to laughter. It puts a smile on your face by the tone and the pauses. And, and so I, I just try to tell people that you should speak like you sing. You're absolutely spot on with this. And they've done studies where mm -hmm. they, had the, they took two subjects and they were trying to see how well one could gauge what the other was communicating mm -hmm. emotionally. And when they removed the visual component, they either put up a, a blockade mm -hmm. or they turned down the lights. The perception went up. Their ability to accurately diagnose what the other person was expressing went up when they removed the visual element because the voice is so, it's so primal. It really is our key means of communication. And when you talk about singing, um, yeah, you're really correct. They don't know what came first, whether we first started to sing or we first started to speak, but they they influence each other and they really yeah. see that, that the structures of music and, and what we perceive in music comes from the intervals that we use in speech. Mm -hmm. It's quite fascinating. And I think too, the, you know, a lot of times for singers, the advice is to, especially as you tell a story, imagine yourself in that story so that those, the passion and everything comes out. So same thing as you're saying a story, you need to feel those words so that that is conveyed to the person who's listening, right? Yeah. And a really good device that um, a lot of actors use is just choosing emotional intentions. And it's, mm -hmm. it's really just choosing an action verb. Like, yeah. I am saying this because I want to, I want to inspire. Yeah. I want to console. I want to convince. And when you, mm -hmm. when you have those intentions really forward in your mind, and you're allowing those to, to guide the voice and to guide the music in your voice, this is what great singers do as well. Mm -hmm. They just don't follow the notes written in yeah. the music. Right. As you said, there's there's little pauses. They'll pull back. They're always defying your expectations ever so slightly so that the singing doesn't become rote. And we've certainly heard somebody sing a song where it kind of becomes predictable and mm -hmm. sing songy. And then we hear someone sing the same song and it completely captivates you because they yeah. they know the magic of these musical devices. Yeah. So. Let's talk a little bit about the nonverbal communication 
body language, facial expressions, and how that creates the connection with your audience. So we talked about not seeing what the, the singer or the speaker is doing, but now you're here in front of me, especially in this environment where sometimes I think people forget, but talk to me about those nonverbal um, triggers, if you will. Yeah, well, they've shown in studies um, that yeah. a majority of communication is coming through nonverbal events, mm -hmm. whether it's the raising of an eyebrow, etc. <laughs> um, I think a mistake say, uh, speakers can make is when they try and force these yeah. nonverbal communications <laughs> and power stances and moving the hands. And if these aren't coming from a natural place, if they're not really emotion driven, I like to think of just having emotion, emotion drives the voice and then allowing that energy to just inform the body. I remember yeah. uh, working with a, with a very famous acting coach and she did a class on acting through song. Mm -hmm. And she just told me, leave your hands alone. Don't, don't try and think what, because that's the first thing people worry about. What do I do with my hands, especially if they're nervous? Uh, mm -hmm. with public speaking, just leave them alone. You don't think mm -hmm. about what you're doing with your hands when you're excitedly telling your friends a story. And yeah. it's the same thing. It's just the body, the body will respond and express naturally. Now, you do want to make sure that your energy is being focused outward. One of, one of the key mistakes I will see people make is they'll get their voice going Right, and they'll they'll be dressed nice, but their their energy is kind of contained like right or withdrawn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and one tip uh, that I was given that I think is fantastic is you just imagine like a little sparkling diamond in the corner of every corner of the room, and then just think about filling that room to all of those corners with your energy and your essence. Nice. And so when you walk out, it's just, it's energy that encompasses everyone and it's, it's highly effective. Yeah. I know whenever you were telling uh, about being sort of robotic, I remember one of the very first meetings I went to and I was, uh, <laughs> and this was a, a person who was in sales and he was, he was effective in sales, but he just wasn't, really great at presenting and his advice was to him was that he needed to just have more gesturing and, and have that compliment his words and so he was like this is what we want I mean it was terrible and so that was a great lesson for me in my younger days is all right it has to be purposeful has to complement what you're saying and if you don't have anything to, to compliment, as you said, just keep your hands to your sides. But that, I will never forget. It was like a robot. He could have just did a dance. <laughs> yeah, and when things are predictable, when, you know, music, especially popular music, of course, there has to be predictability, mm -hmm. right? Or it becomes, some people say it turns into jazz, right? <laughs> but if, you, if it's too predictable, if you're not setting up expectations and then shifting them, the the audience quickly loses interest. If we can predict everything you're going to do and where your speech pattern is going to go, 
the speed at which you talk, and every time you end a sentence, it drops the same way. People start to tune out. And then if you're you're starting to make the same gestures as you talk, it, it becomes a little uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. So talk a little bit about body movement. We, you know, we've been in our little square here. Uh, some of us do stand and present, but we are going out now and um, in coming back into the offices. So you're presenting in front of people. Talk about body movement, not just within your face and things like that, but actually moving to work the audience. Give some tips on that. Yeah, well, you you need to watch when you're making a strong point, don't step backwards. When you're making a strong point, just just move a little forward. <laughs> and that you know, and then what you can do is you can move your energy to, let's say you're on a larger stage. Don't just stand in the middle. Let your let your audience or your energy move from side to side. Another thing is is eye contact. Depending mm. on how big the room is, one thing you don't want to do is make too much eye contact. We've we've all done that where somebody's talking and suddenly they're just staring right at you, and we have to put on this fake frozen smile and and nod our heads. It's it's not a comfortable feeling. You can just set your your eye line just above their heads. And sometimes I'll tell people, especially when they're speaking to a larger audience, that this emotional intention that you have, just create, a, like you're watching a little movie on yeah. the back wall, and then the movie just shifts over to this corner, and then it shifts over to that side. And then you can look down at the audience and make a little bit of eye contact, but you don't want to make people uncomfortable, yeah. right? It, it's, it's that your energy is present, that you're, that you're passionate, and one thing, don't don't sway. Some people, when they get nervous, they'll just stand in place and they'll sway, and that that's kind of distracting. If you catch yourself doing that, you can just just take a little step forward, take a little mm -hmm. step to the left or the right. I always tell people bend your knees slightly. That keeps you from swaying as well. Yep. Um, I I think also you have to avoid predictability, right? As you move, I I exactly. was recently speaking, and one of the other speakers was to the left to the right to the middle to the left <laughs> i thought oh that's or you have the people that do the the i call it rock star where they're back and forth back and forth back and forth right. like a ten, tennis match that's crazy too all right so address the issues of nervousness on stage um how people both speakers as well as leaders struggle with these challenges of having stage fright yeah now there is obviously there can be stage fright that's a that's a very deep psychological issue and so people may need beta blockers or or treatments for that but most everyone is going to get nervous and what i tell people and i find this in myself when i am starting to get nervous it's because i have turned my attention mm. inward I am worried about what people are going to think about me. And oh. it's it's a natural state because way, way back when we all traveled around in small groups, if you were ostracized from the group, that, that could be fatal. So we have this mm -hmm. fear of rejection. Of course, in, in today's modern society, that's not going to happen, but we still have those primal fears. Mm -hmm. And what I find is when you start to feel that, for myself, what I do 
is I redirect my focus and energy to the audience. Mm -hmm. And I give the audience permission to not like me because they have <laughs> that right and you can't yes. take it from them. And yeah. so I just say, you know what? You have permission to not like me. There will be those who don't, but I am here to speak to those who need to receive my message. And mm -hmm. it's, it's very important that I put all my attention on them. I'm here for them. And when I do that, the nervousness, the nervousness starts to, to dissipate and dissolve. And you start to have fun. You do. You do. You're yeah. communicating. And you're, yeah. if you're up in front of people, you're up there for a reason. And they've taken the time, voluntarily or not, but they've, they're <laughs> taking the time to sit and give you their attention, which is becoming a very precious commodity these days. And so mm -hmm. you owe it to them to, to deliver what they're there for and not worry about yourself. And we talked about this a little bit earlier, but one of the, the biggest setbacks, I think, sometimes now is, is people are re recognizing that you really need to allow yourself to be vulnerable on that stage and, and to connect emotionally with the audience. So talk to me a little bit about what you do to help people get that emotional connection. Yeah. So number one, don't make it about yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't make it about what people think of you. Give that up. Give them permission to not to not like what you're doing. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And then you just start to pick very strong intentions. And if and you can practice this, but as you pick these intentions, you will find that your emotions are driven by the intentions. Mm -hmm. So rather than going on stage and saying, I'm going to be exciting, I'm excited. <laughs> That's going to create false emotion and people really sniff that out, right? We can all, even though we don't act, we can immediately tell bad acting and we can tell good acting. Mm -hmm. um, so what you do is you pick a very strong intention, I'm going to convince. Mm -hmm. And so as you're convincing, you'll just, you'll feel this natural excitement build and, and don't judge, just, just allow. Anytime I've allowed myself to be vulnerable, it's usually turned out pretty well. I do um, some reactions on YouTube where I'll take a singing performance and I'll talk about it as a voice coach. And there was one in particular, it was an artist I hadn't heard of before. And as he was singing, I'm like, I'm gonna start crying. Like, this mm -hmm. is so incredible. And I stopped and for a moment I thought, turn off the camera. And I thought, no, I'm just gonna go with it. And I got a huge reaction. And when I published it, I was ooh, a little nervous because mm -hmm. I was very vulnerable. But yeah. when you're vulnerable, you people will, will rally around you. Yeah, so true. So it's time for rapid fire. We have zoomed through this interview, but so good, so interesting. There are some common challenges that speakers and leaders face trying to connect with their audience. We talked about them just a, a few moments ago, but what if you have, you know, you're in that in, in person or even on Zoom with the gallery showing and you see the people you aren't connecting, the people are on their phones or, or what? How do you keep your energy, your focus 
so that those that are paying attention still get the benefit of what you have to give. Yeah, that that can certainly throw you. You're, you're speaking and suddenly somebody gets up and walks out and it's it's tough to not let that uh, take your attention. But again, keeping the focus on them rather than yourself. And also you can feel the energy lag when you're speaking to a group mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't even need to be as much as everybody's getting on their phone, but you just feel them, the eyes start to wander a little bit. And that's usually time to employ some pattern interrupts. You may have just fallen maybe into some rote speech. So perhaps pull back a little bit, mm-hmm. drop your voice, change the tempo, maybe bring up the volume, change your, your pitch a little bit, bring it down. And these little shifts, just like singers employ, mm-hmm. will, will suddenly reawaken attention. Yeah, very good. So what advice would you give this new aspiring speaker or leader who wants to improve their ability to connect with the audience and make that lasting impact? And I, I'd like for you to also not just think of the entrepreneur or the speaker out there, but also address that corporate person who may be more less apt, I should say, to really emote the emotions that we might do as an entrepreneur because of being in that formal setting. So if you could just talk about those two different situations for that new speaker. Well, sure, because as entrepreneurs, we get to be more in like the Steve Jobs type of vibe and and be a little little more flamboyant. Entrepreneurs are kind of like the new rock stars. Um, But if you're in a more corporate environment, you still want to have a speaking voice that that is healthy, that is vibrant, and that that carries authority. Um, Mm. If people make the mistake they think if they speak lower, that's going to carry more authority and they end up overdoing it. So you yeah. get people who are talking down here and the voice doesn't carry, it doesn't have enough energy. So I think even in that environment, you're employing the same techniques. You're maybe just not doing it on as big of a stage, but mm. you still, you can still, even in smaller moments, you can still capture people's attention. You can still mm. use a more dynamic expressive voice absolutely you still want to be remembered even if it's just by your boss <laughs> absolutely all right so what do you do when your voice is tired you've just spoken on a three-day summit yep and you have, or let's say you're on day three of the three-day summit and your voice is tired <laughs> So there are the general vocal health things you want to be aware of. You want to stay well hydrated. Mm -hmm. Um, It's especially daunting when you go to certain places. If you've got to go to Las Vegas, Denver, these places that can get very, very dry. Um, So I actually carry with me a nebulizer. And Mm -hmm. what it does is you put saline solution in it and it will coat your vocal folds. And so this gets moisture directly on your folds, not just systemic drinking water. Mm. Um, Of course, you want to have rest. You want to be very careful um, in the evening 
don't go to a noisy environment. Um, watch how much alcohol you have. Mm -hmm. uh, get good rest. But if your voice is really tired and you've got to speak, I recommend getting a straw. And so I've got these uh, steel vocalizing mm -hmm. straws. Mm -hmm. And you take the straw and you just, like through a kazoo, and what that'll do, it's quite fascinating, but because the straw is long and thin, it sends the vibrational energy back down to your voice. And it's like a little massage for your vocal cords. Oh. And um, a drink straw is okay. You want to get a little bit of back pressure on it so you can play with putting your finger on the tip. Little cocktail straws or coffee stir straws, get a couple of those. And you can do that as well. And all you need to do is just glide up and down. Do a little song. And after about 30 seconds, you'll feel, oh my gosh, my voice feels better. And just throughout the day when you have little breaks, go to that straw. They, they, oh. sell, they sell vocal straws for this, this very oh purpose. Oh my goodness. Well, I do have some metal straws, so. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Great tip. Well, I'm sure that on your website or in your various articles, podcasts, all the things that you have, you have other tips. So I would encourage everybody to check that out. And maybe we'll just have another podcast where that's all we talk about, because I think that's important. But let's go ahead and share your contact information with the folks out there. Again, if you are just listening in, and I will read the website so that you can make sure you get that down. But everything will be on my YouTube as well as my website so that you'll get that from the show notes. So John's website is johnpenny.com. Again, that's H-T-T-P-S colon forward slash forward slash johnpenny.com. He is on Facebook, John Henny, and that's john.henny1. Instagram is Johnny Henny, John Henny Vocals. Again, John Henny Vocals. And YouTube, just John Henny. You'll find him at the Vocal Studio. So John Henny. I'm going to let John talk to you about what he, you can find on that website and maybe uh, take advantage of some of these free speaker warm-ups. Yeah, so johnhenny.com is my main site. And um, I also have products for singers as well and there's a speaker tab up there you can click that um or you can go right to my other my uh speaker focused website compellingspeaker.com and i've got a uh, warm-up checklist that you can download so if you're anywhere and you're feeling your voice is tired you can just go to that checklist and run it down and it will get your voice working better in very short order awesome so again, uh, if you have not done so, take that screenshot so that you can get all of this great information. If you are a speaker, if you're an author, if you are anyone that talks, you need to know how to take care of your voice. And John's site is going to help you to get there. Well, I knew you would have such wonderful information. It's been a pleasure talking to you tonight. Thank you for sharing so many tips and great advice for the, the folks out there and making them become the confident speakers that, as you say, we can all become. Thank you so much for having me. As I always do, I remind you that life is a journey, and it is up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling, signing off.
Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.